Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, another fun episode in the books. We had Stacy Harkey and Natalie Madsen from, I think that it's important to say Studio C up front, because I think that's where people know them from, but they're from Most JK. recognized, yeah. Right. JK Studios, but you will best know them as two of the founding members of the original Studio C, the funnier Studio C. <laughs> but, um, holy crap, totally surprised me. You know, you have two, like, what we would consider comedians, right? Yeah. Performers in. And man, so many cool background stories. And then we got a little deep. Yeah, right? we kind of like, not that it went all over the place, like it was not like organized, but we touched on a lot of different we, stuff. We really did. A lot of like relevant social situations. Um, anyway, and just kind of how it's affected them and kind of leaving the nest yeah. For lack of a better term, where they left Studio C because they wanted, creatively, they wanted to kind of go in a bunch of different directions. And, you know, anything with BYU can be kind of a fight. And so, so they much just. So the entrepreneur they, story, right? Like leaving absolutely. your stable, comfortable position. Right. To kind of go and do what you want to do, how you want to do it. But right. it's scary. It is scary because you've got that nice studio over there. Natalie, it was kind of democratically chosen as the ceo yeah you know and so uh, that brings its own issues and problems that i'm sure they didn't really have to deal with at byu tv oh yeah i mean you have 10 kind of partners i guess yeah. and there's all... 10 of them they've been together this whole yeah whole time and it just it was so hard for me to buy into the fact that they all got <laughs> along and that everything goes as smoothly as they say i mean not necessarily as smoothly as they say but Generally, man, when you're a performer and you like to be out in front of people and be in front of the camera and you want that spotlight, you want usually. that spotlight. And, and if, you know, one is carrying more weight than the other or, or one gets more skits in than the other, I don't know. I could just kind of see that. So the way that they've done it and you kind of, you'll kind of learn how they've done yeah. it over the years. Um, it's really impressive. Yeah. So make sure to go check them out and they're doing a lot of new stuff now so jk studios yep their youtube channel and on instagram some but, funny stuff and it's clean you know everybody knows from studio c that and they've maintained that they didn't want to change that they just wanted to make sitcoms and web series and they want to do some different things at byu tv it sounds like they just didn't, they, want, they to didn't do. want them to do so such a fun episode natalie and stacy were awesome and hope you guys check them out check out the episode. We hope you enjoy it. And we'd love to hear from you. It's been fun getting some more feedback via social and getting some reviews. So it helps a ton. Um, reviews are big. More people see the podcast yep. when we get reviews. That's and just download it. Like we never talk about downloading like it. Weird algorithm stuff with podcasts. And the whole purpose of this is to hope more people can hear stories and be inspired and, you know, find things that you can kind of take from each episode. So the more you share and like and rate and review, the more people get that chance. So thank you so much also, for the more people, supporting. The more people will get to hear a sex therapist next week because that's our next guest. Cam can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Nitty Gritty. We're back and we have, we've already had a really fun time before the episode even started. So we know it's going to be a good time. We have we have had an episode where it wasn't a good time, where it was really fun <laughs> up front. Oh no! I won't name names. 
Sorry to cut off your intro. I love how you but just that, put people on blast. Yeah, like that. but I mean, <laughs> it's scary. Based on like based on now the pregame, it's you never know, right? I'm gonna go find it and I'm gonna I'm gonna no, comment. No, I can already the tell the mics are on and you guys are still in that same energy level. But the people I was referring to, they were like the same pregame discussion. Sure. And it's just like, oh yeah. So um, um. Anyway, now we're gonna. What was I saying? <laughs> anyway. We love you. all of the guests that come on. <laughs> of course, if you can't tell, we will never say anything bad about you. We won't judge yeah. you, and if we do, we won't mock no one you. Know who we're talking about. <laughs> I, I better. He, I won't I, ever. I wanna, I'm not Taylor Swift. I won't. You name won't write names. an I won't write a song. I want to hear the tea next podcast. Right. Something to be like, just bash me. You're like, he came in looking like a hobbit, man. <laughs> just a straight homeless person. <laughs> Uh, not gonna happen. Oh, yeah. did I even get to the introduction yet? No, I'm you sorry. Cut me off? I'm sorry. Oh, I just had to be said. It had to be said. So we have Natalie Madsen and hey. Stacy. Is it Harky? Stacy Harky. Harky yeah. with us from JK Studios. Woo-hoo. Yo, yo. That's so nice. <laughs> we have a song, but we're not gonna do it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have so, prepared our theme song. Well, I think we need a theme song now. Oh boy. Oh shoot. Go, Stacy. I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> I was trying to think of something we've done. I was like, I know. Stacy's the kind of person who like he'll hear a song and then he'll re-sing it, but change all the words it's, all the I time. I love people it's not, that do that. It's not on if purpose. They're good at it. It's because right. I have a bad be like, memory. Right. But it'll be like when he's like doing dishes or something, and he doesn't even know anyone's listening, and we're like, Stacy, what are you doing? <laughs> you can tell we all live together. <laughs> they're like, we, I'm in we, everyone's we kitchen. We live near each other. We do. Oh man. So how long have you guys known each other then? Oh, 80 years. 80 years. 80 years this fall. We met in 2000. Was it 2000 when I got back from my mission? Probably like, eight or nine. No, because I got back in 10. So like oh. around 2010. Cheapers. Probably 10. 11, 10, 11. Sure. She's actually the one that got like one of the people that pushed me into doing comedy. Yeah. So we met. Um, I had just finished college. Well, I guess it was probably my senior year of college. Um, I was in a group called Divine Comedy. I got in my freshman year. That was in 2007. I had no idea what sketch comedy was. I um, I I uh, I came to BYU. My sister was here, and I think it was like two or three days after I just got here. It was like our first Friday night at college, and my sister was like, "Oh, there's these auditions for this group. You should go." Like knowing that I would just do it because it sounded fun. And I was like, sure. And so like I threw together an audition in like 20 minutes, didn't even think about it. And it was right at the time when the Twilight books were coming out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it like like the Twilight books had like just come out. That's how old I am, I, I guess. I'm, I'm aging to my myself. Wife for like three weeks when those came out. Oh my gosh. So I was like, okay, I'll just do this like crazy person obsessed with Edward the vampire. And so I just did it and I got in. And so I did So what does that comedy. mean? You just did it like I if just, I just like prepared. Do an audition for comedy. I'd be like, um, no. The audition knock, was really knock. simple, actually. <laughs> All it said on the flyer was like, "You have two minutes, just make us laugh." And okay. so I just got on the stage, and I was just like, "All right," and I just did it. I did a little bit of a theater in high school, so I was pretty comfortable on a stage. But like, I don't know. It sounded like a fun thing to do on a Friday night. We had nothing else to do. It was like oh, one of those things. That does not sound like a fun thing to do on a Friday <laughs> night to like, me. At like, BYU. Honestly, though, at BYU. I know at BYU. Though. I mean, guys, what everything closes do, at like, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I guess we're not drinking tonight. I, so yeah, okay. <laughs> let's, <laughs> yeah, go do com- let's go do sketch comedy. This sounds good. But I honestly think, like, I had never been to a show before. I didn't know what the group was. And if I hadn't, if I had like gone to a show and then heard there's auditions, I would have been too afraid. 
I think I would have been too intimidated to actually like do it. So ignorance was bliss for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I think so. And just kind of like, I was so naive and just like, what do I have to lose? This sounds fun. I'll do that. Did you um, talk anybody into doing it with you or did you go by yourself? No, but I, well, I talked like my whole floor of girls. I lived in Helaman Halls, like the mm. dorms. Freshman so year. So I, I, yeah, freshman year. So I, so I talked to everybody and I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And everyone was like, okay. And so like probably 15 or 20 girls came with me. Okay. So that, that helped, but I was the only one that auditioned. Anyway, so I was in this group for like four years and I was my brother. Yeah. My uh, brother was coming out to school and Stacy was an RA and he was giving tours those to those new like, freshmen. Those like D bags on and campus. So I was, with, like, I was hey, with like, no, no Stacy was fun. <laughs> but I was with like I my dad fun. and my brother and they were doing this tour of the dorms and Stacy was like our tour guide. And I remember my dad being like, hey, this guy's really fun. You should tell him to audition for Divine Comedy. And I was He's like, cool. good idea. He's cool. Yeah, my dad's really raspy. Boy. He was like, hey, this guy's really funny. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I know you don't know me, but there's auditions tomorrow or whatever. And, and I I think I think somebody else had told you to audition yeah, too. Yeah, so one of my one of my boys nudge. in the dorms was like, "I want to do it, but I don't want to do it alone. Will you do it with me?" And I was like, "I'm a supportive person. That's like my thing." Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it with you," but I'm not a funny person. I'm like I'm like the benefactor of my dad's will. I'm like the serious one in the family. You yeah. know what I mean? But you have a great energy. I think that's what Yo, brings I, people to you. So I never. How do you say you're not funny. a funny person, dude? You if you meet my family, you'll know. I've never was the funny one growing that's up. That's really that's so funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> Family, it's true. Family's well, wild. I have a feeling it's like anybody that's good at something, they're really hard on themselves. Mm. Just, sure. Or it's like imposter syndrome, which oh, yeah. we oh, used to talk about that almost day. every episode. I, I mean, right? I, I feel like the last 10 years of my life have been, in, I'm still Absolutely in imposter right. syndrome, 100%. Absolutely like, right. But that's no probably one. what makes you great at what you do. So like that humility that you feel like you have to work. Learn. I'm that's not true. funny, so I have to work really hard. To Yo. Yeah, yeah. Yo, and I did it and I got in and, and that just like changed. I was going to be a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, Whoa. my whole career. Oh, here too. <laughs> hey, that's a stage. If you think about it, if you're a litigator, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you it's are true. acting. My right? dad's still sad about it. He's like, man, we really needed a lawyer in the family. <laughs> <laughs> now you just crack jokes. You never know. You never know where the. No, you won't be a lawyer. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I, don't, I was like, maybe you still could. Nah. nah. <laughs> like that's not you. It's not that. So like, I mean, I'm really curious. So growing up, we kind of talked a little bit about growing up, but was it natural to be I mean you said you did theater Natalie. Like, I did, were you performing I did theater or a little like, bit yeah so this is so I have four sisters and one brother so I grew up with just a ton of sisters and I don't look a lot like my sisters and my my if my sister's listening she's gonna feel mortified but my older sister is just like this gorgeous blonde she's like short she just doesn't look like me at all and I and she always got straight A's you know she's the first child you know, type A did everything right. And then I'm the crazy second child. And I feel like I was always that way because I just felt like my sister was perfect and I'm never going to be perfect. So I might as well be the opposite of that. <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. Like, like that's just kind of how I I'm always felt. It was just like, you know what? She's got the perfect thing going on. Good for her. I need a personality because <laughs> this ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? Oh like, my gosh. Like, like that's, Isn't I think that that's, crazy when she I talks think, like that? You're like, no, Natalie, I think you're that's gorgeous. how you grow up. I think you grow up, compare, especially with sisters, like you compare your physical, like what you look like so differently. And I was just always this tall, gangly, awkward girl. Well, you always compare like, your worst features to someone else's of, best of features, course, right? Of course. Mm. And everything. And it, 
And it's obviously something that I've like grown into, but I, I think growing up, I was just like, well, I'm like this awkward weirdo, so I'm just going to really be an awkward weirdo. I don't weirdo. know. I think that's type A though. I think you're just like, it, I'm it type A, be. so I want to stand it on my, I want to do my own thing. Sure, like, sure. I'm not going like, to just I want to be the doing. best at something. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I'm going right. to go over here and do, do my yeah. thing. And like knowing Natalie, you are like type A. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not not type A. You're not, not, you're like, like I hear you like knock things off of the craft service table. Oh, I am. Oh, no, no. She's not that type of type A. That was a joke. <laughs> I was like, I've known you for it, 10 minutes and I can already tell you're a very sweet person. I was like, you between us, I would be more, one more likely to knock stuff off a crack <laughs> that, table. That's maybe but just because I was too excited about food yeah, or something. Say, as you're like, these are so good. <laughs> that's what you do. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, has your family been surprised at, like, I mean, when you went and tried out for the comedy thing, I don't were they surprised? Okay. I don't think that, that kind of thing was a shock for them. That's pretty typical, Nat. But I think it was maybe a surprise for Stace because like Stace didn't grow up doing theater or anything. No, I tried to do theater in high school and they were like, sorry, we don't have any black roles. Oh, of course they were because they probably <laughs> did. I'm from, I'm from Texas, you know. <laughs> it was pre-Hamilton days. I was going to say, I was just going to say that. It was like back when it's like everything had to be. Well, it was like it's a white Lion guy, King so it's got to be a white guy, right? No. I was like in high school too, so that was like very, uh, I was very shy growing up. So that was very formative for me. Yeah. Where in Texas are you from? The, so I, I'm from like the Dallas area, but okay. where I went to hide, like when I wanted to get and try something out, I was like trying to push myself. I was in a little town called Little Elm. Oh, wow. Little and I hope Elm everyone Texas. hears this and like burns it down because they're racist. I'm just kidding. No, it was just, <laughs> it was just that one, that one snafu. But I think it was really meaningful for my like growth and stuff. It got me where I am today. So I'm not huh. mad about it. Where's Little Elm? Little Elm is, are you familiar with the Dallas area? A little bit. If you know Frisco... The okay. colony, right? It's like forty minutes from Dallas, okay. like downtown Dallas. So just outside, out like outer suburbs. Yeah, it's like thing. there's the suburbs, and then there's like Little Elm's like a suburb of a suburb. Gotcha. They're it's like Eagle like, Mountain. Were... It's like Eagle Mountain. Huh? It's like Eagle Mountain here. Yeah, but yeah, I don't even way know what that is. <laughs> Sounds right. It's like way out on <laughs> the other side like of Utah Lake. Springs, right? Yeah, 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 but further. Little like Elm, ten more minutes. Got it. Little Elm was like a trailer park town. You know what I mean? So like, if Eagle Mountain, if you cut the income and like. Half, <laughs> and then half again. That was a little. Okay. So, what did you do growing up then? Uh, so, I was in like, I did. I'm such a nerd. I love it. I was. I did debate. I did. You know, Marching band. Like, yeah, I did band. I oh, think wow. about that all the time. You know what's funny though is like band was such a cool thing in Texas. Yeah. Anything that's, that's around. I was going to say that's performing. But it's like anything that well, you know. What, what I mean? I was like though? playing the trombone in the group of like 15 other people. <laughs> Brent said you played trombone in the marching band? What a nerd. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just joking. No, but where are you from? (laughs) You're from here? Uh, When I came to to Utah and I was like, oh yeah, I was in the band. And people were like, you, the band? And I was like... What is the? It's I a different. It's like a. It's very, here. very different. I was like, anything sure. yeah. that's around football. In Texas, I think it's like a cool. Yo, thing. anything around football yeah. in Texas is like big. That's yeah. like for if sure. You weren't in the after parties unless you were like involved in the game. So right, you know right, I mean? right. Which is cool, but. I just like imagining Stacy as a teenager just walking around with a trombone. It just makes my heart really. <laughs> I didn't like carry it around with me like a. Like <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin it. Oh, hold on. Wallet. It's in my trunk. I'll go grab it. I oh, have- <laughs> someone need a trombone? I got yeah. you. <laughs> you need a little bit of this? <laughs> so what brought you to Utah then? Uh, college. Okay. I um, It's so funny, guys. I grew up broke in Texas, and I almost joined the military because I have no, no money in the family. Um, but then someone was like, wait a second. 
you're in the top 10 of your graduating class. You should be getting scholarships. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, how does one do that? I was seriously like had no idea. And so someone well, Stacey's at, the first in his family to go to college. Yeah. Someone in um, a counselor at BYU in the multicultural center just like took me under his wing. And he was like, there's no reason you shouldn't be in college. So he like walked me through like how to apply to college. How'd you get that connection? Yo, um, like the, the church. I had oh, to like wow. the LDS church. I had a bishop who like knew this guy. And he was like, yeah, we can make this happen. Oh, cool. so it was amazing. It was great. And it like changed and, and Stacey- my worked really hard yeah and I, I, like, I, I didn't i didn't play that so i, I came yeah. to college just like yeah got scholarships well, yeah, people would always be an attorney yeah, yeah i was gonna be a lawyer <laughs> i was like being like i was like after i came to college i was like oh i'm smarter than i realized you know comparison i guess everyone around me stupid no people all the time would be like <laughs> people all the time would be like you know you're just here because you're black right and then every, and that I'd makes be me like, so angry hold on they legit said that oh yeah oh yeah they thought they were doing me like a favor they're like just so you know affirmative action but i remember one guy said that to me and i hope he he probably knows who he is but one guy said it to me and then he had me proofread one of his papers what's his name that was the i'm not saying <laughs> okay. it was the Some, biggest i just hope i could <laughs> just one time someone's just like oh this it was like the biggest boost to my self-confidence because like people tell you that and you're like oh shoot i'm like this broke kid i had to help someone had to hold my hand to help me apply to college but then i proofread one of his essays and i was like oh no I'm definitely I, smarter than him. Yeah. I was like, oh, th- I was right. like, seriously, it like changed the game for me. Good, good. Which is so sad. That is sad. But I'm, I'm happy that it yeah. changed at least. And it, it's good because it pushes me to work harder. You know, it's like, I got to prove that I'm here because people will constantly yeah. doubt. You know what I mean? So, Do you still feel that? I think I feel, I like feel that way to a degree in like most like fields. You know what I mean? You go into it and you're like, I want to show that I earn this. Mm-hmm. Especially after doing like Studio C, you know what I mean? And going to JK Studios. Yeah. Um, I want to be like, yeah, we like, we didn't get lucky with Studio C. We like honed our skill and like worked for that. So I want to yeah. crush it with JK. You know what I mean? I think, I think sometimes, especially when you work in comedy, people don't understand the time and effort it really takes to make these videos. Like we'll have people come and be like extras on a set and they'll come and it's a 12 hour day for one sketch. And they're like, why does it take like, whoa, who are all these people? And why are how long do we have to be here? And wait a second, how many times do you have to do that take? And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like that's a typical day for us. Like it's, and then that's just the shooting. And then Mm. the writing takes months and months of work. And um, it's really fun. And so I think a lot of times when people watch it, they think like, oh, they probably just like roll a camera and 10 minutes later they're done. Right. Cause it's fun. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, not exactly. It's like but, a pro I mean, athlete. I mean, well, you see the game on Sunday, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're working out mm-hmm. and practicing 12 hours a day yeah. like for six days. Yeah. Up. Well, you had talked about Jerry Seinfeld talked about like, how long it takes him to write. Oh, like his stand up bit. Right. And it was like forever it was crazy amount of time for like well, little, and, well then, and then you go work it out i was about to say yeah. with, well then you with, go with like stand up they have to travel and yeah. test and test and test and yeah it, it takes yeah. so much time. i listen to rogan's podcast a lot and so you kind of get to hear that i mean that's a crazy life i yeah. don't you would have to absolutely love what you're doing yeah to do that we were um last year we got to be on a show on nbc called bring the funny it was like a competition so they had stand-up sketch and then like variety comedians so that was really the first time i'd interacted a ton with like stand-up comedians and it was so interesting wouldn't you think yeah because the stand-up crap like everyone was very nice we made lots of friends it felt like comedy 
summer camp like it was just really fun it's like a, we, we lived in we lived in a hotel for a month in la and we were on this competition show it was the most bizarre thing ever it was crazy but it was weird all the stand-ups were very much like they're used to being alone they're used to living in a hotel they're, and then all these sketch groups were like let's be friends Connection. and let's, let's go out to eat and let's talk like they were just such extroverts and that is there like a weird like i'm judging you because you're sketch <laughs> no i don't think up. so i didn't i never felt that there, there might have been there was one guy i, I kept because i'm like a pretty friendly guy say, what's his name <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say but you, you know exactly what i'm talking I, about i, I went away to just like he was kind of cold <laughs> like right after a nice thing i outed your track like, oh what was I your name? Even what remember his name? name dude but he was kind of cold and then he like there, there were some people that were, yeah, there were some, some stand-ups sp- especially that were kind of like mean, but I think they just come from a doggy dog world. I think you kind of have a certain personality. You have have like, you know, like surgeons have to kind of have a certain personality to yeah. like be a surgeon. I feel like stand-ups well, are Rogan, like Rogan says that. He's like, there's no good stand-up ca- comedians that aren't like broken, depressed people. Yeah. Like they're comedians all just- general, man. Comedians yeah. in general. Like I think- I, was it Robin Williams used to say that? Robin just like, Williams says that, like, all, said that like, a lot. Yeah, where like people get into comedy because they know how sad you can get and they don't want anyone to feel that way. Like, yep. like I feel like so many comedians I know also have depression. Do you feel like that though? Yes. Like with personally? Yeah. Like you get into it because you know how sad and like, the yeah. oh man, I might be a little unique there. Like I've shown, well, yeah, that's true. I've, well, I've mainly, I, I haven't struggled a ton with depression, like postpartum depression for sure. Oof. But then after I have kids, I'm like, man, I want to go out and make more comedy. Like I have so much more ideas after like have gone through that. So that's interesting. Well, you get, yeah, you get a lot of your material from like, I'm thinking of, I always think of that Ryan Hamilton, you know, he does clean stuff, but he makes so many sarcastic jokes about like, I mean, I just sit alone in my apartment all day with the lights off and, and what's, what's that? It's probably true. I know you're like, that's why I come from a real place. Uh It's so funny. It's like, "Mm." yeah, it's true. I just remember the first line of his special. He comes out and he's smiling. He just goes, well, this Big is my face. This is my face. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. He but it's is, probably because I'm assuming he was bullied or something. You know, you know what I mean? He probably doesn't have the most self-confidence about it, but now he does. What's so crazy so I really about like him? It. I was in, I saw him. I, I talked about it at a Jim Gaffigan show. So he opened for Jim Gaffigan. Uh-huh. And then I watched his stuff on what was the, sh- the sh- comedy show he was on? Um, oh, I just watched his Netflix special. He's been on Conan. He's been on a few like. But he was on something. Yeah. But it was insane. He did the same bit, and it was. I've never seen something so identical before. Oh like, yeah, the way his eye, like oh. the way he blinked, the yeah. way he smiled when he turned, the it timing also worked out. It, it just was, has it down. It was mechanical. Yeah, it was like that's insane. And That's in real cool. life, yeah. he's probably nothing like that. Zero. You would have thought in that he life, was he's just probably no fun to be around. Well, but even listening to him live, you would have thought he was all off the hit. Which right. I would say that right. like, probably it's, it's like a testament of like how much work he puts into it. Uh-huh. Right. Owns it. Yep. Right. Oh man. So much practice, so much time. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how much you have to work for what we're doing. Because like we've had early on in Studio C, we had a few kind of runaway hits. We had Scott Sterling. We had a few other things go pretty viral. And I think going viral can be really tough, but going viral and then maintaining for years and years like that, that takes more than just talent or like a flash in the pan. It takes like really consistent work like for years. I just saw a comedian talking about it where they're like, we're one of the few jobs where you can't just like do it once and people are like, oh yeah, you're good at it. You have right. to constantly be like proving yourself again. I you're imagine a lot of creative jobs are like that though. Yeah, that's like, true. That's you true. know, it's like you can't just like so much pressure. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the saying you're only as good as your latest 
thing you've released. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, yeah, Scott Sterling was successful. It was like six years ago. So that's not. That's why that's Eddie Murphy hasn't standard. done anything in thirty years. <laughs> like I'm it's good. Over. Because you know what? Let's just I'll just leave, leave that this alone. body of work right here and uh, just <laughs> let it stick for itself. Yep. The cool thing about Scott Sterling though was that we had already had like hundreds of videos out, yeah. and we had been working it, really hard to get like. Because we were like, we feel like what we did was good. We've been like pouring our soul into it, but it wasn't like quite the growth that we maybe wanted. Yeah. But once Scott Sterling hit, it just brought a lot of attention to our other content. Is and every- the goalie? and the- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting hit in the face oh, with a soccer ball. And then it just like, it brought everything up and it was kind of cool because it was yeah. kind of a tipping point for us where it was like, oh, and all of a sudden people were like, oh yeah, the rest of your stuff is pretty good too. Right. <laughs> Which we were like- It was, it was <laughs> definitely- it more people pulled in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a good break. And I think- it went so well just because it's this like it's sports it's this universal language like it sure. blew up in South America because you don't need to know English to know that it's funny that this guy keeps on getting hit in the <laughs> face pain, you know what man. I mean like like it's it. just I such a physical universal like oh. it was a uniting kind of comedy and so that's kind of what we leaned into so like we just we're not out to like alienate we're not out to be super specific to super niche groups like we want to create stuff that anyone can think is funny and that you feel comfortable watching with your family. Mm-hmm. Like we never set out to be like, let's make a kid show. Like that was never, it was always like, let's just make what we think is funny. And apparently we have the I know. <laughs> sensibilities of children because the kids love the show. My favorite is when parents are like, oh, there's this one lady came up to us with this. She's holding a baby and she's like, I, my, my daughter loves your show. And, and she's talking like, about the baby? She's talking about her six month old. Oh. She like names this like. This one sketch about, you know, it's personified countries. And I was like, your six-month-old daughter loves... Your six-month-old loves- is catching the nuance of I was of like, our- whatever. I'll take that. You can, you can have that. <laughs> so how did Studio C start for you guys then? I, so like, Studio what, C what did started, that look like? So I... Uh, when Studio C started... So a little bit back when I was in college, we submitted like a... We, we put together a proposal as Divine Comedy to BOA TV to make Divine Comedy TV is what we called it. Okay. And that was back in like... Oh, eight or oh, and how many people were part of Divine Comedy? Um, there's always like ten ish people. People okay. would come and go and graduate, and okay. it was always it was always changing. Um, but that's how the the there's ten of us that started Studio C, and that's how we all met. Um, so back when I was in college, before Studio C, we submitted like a proposal, and BYU TV was like, "Yeah, we don't do that," and we were like, "Okay." So just everything. It was, was it like, was it was oh just like the automobile. It'll never it was, catch on. It was a, it was a really. I was say you pitching stuff to BYU TV like that's your first hurdle. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. So I but I remember at the time feeling like totally rejected, being really discouraged, and then a couple of years later they kind of switched around. Like there's a new director of content, there's new people in place, and we had a producer who wanted to help. So. Then we kind of developed uh, the show again. We shot like a test pilot. I was pregnant with my son at the time. I remember just puking my guts out backstage. But um, we we, we shot the pilot. And I remember I paid my babysitter more than I made. And I, I, I always say that the first two lost seasons money. I paid my sitter more than I got paid. Like, right. like we lost money for me to do that show. I just loved it so much. I just really wanted to do it. Um, and so anyway, we did the little pilot. They were like, don't quit your day job. So like I was a teacher during the day. James was an engineer. We all had these nine to five jobs. And then we'd come together at night and write season one or season two and rehearse and stuff. And then, 
Um, originally when it first started, there were six of us and then they trimmed it down to four and then they brought the rest of us on. So there's all these personnel changes. There was a lot of moments where it was like super discouraging and really no, no reason to keep working at it other than we loved it. Like I didn't feel encouraged in any other way other than I have so much fun doing it. If anything, it was almost like. It was trying like trying to push you this, away. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm tired. I have like a two month old when, when we shot the first season, it was two weeks after I had a baby. Mm. I was two so weeks. tired. She two had her weeks. baby on set. You were like, you were like breastfeeding when you could, but had your baby there. Yeah. I would just then, like go and pump and then it was oh, just, it and the was director nuts. would be like, Oh, suck it up. We all make sacrifices. And it was like, bruv, she just shoved a child out of her body. <laughs> like, Dang. <laughs> I, just, I remember it that. Was, it was just a different time in the workplace, I think, for women, especially for. She's me. so positive. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be savage about it. They were completely. <laughs> that was disrespectful and just like tacky. It was just tacky. Was, but I was, think. I think it's people trying to do their best with what they have, and course. they just didn't have. I, much. This is BYU I think so TV. Too. I think this, so too. this is probably more individuals. It's, but I'm not it's, pro- it's probably. Say. It's probably more individuals. It's like we are the baby making capital of the universe. Right? It's like yeah. you would think that. Well, maybe that's why they're like, it's not like does it. They're like, yeah. It's not like the 50s. I think like, it's just, I mean, this, this, is a, this is a whole different subject I could talk about forever. But like I've, I've had interviews with people where they've asked like how I settle in my heart that I'm not home with my kids right now. You know, or things where it's like, so, so where are your kids? <laughs> It's and so I'm like, shocking. I don't know. My husband's at work. You want to ask exist. him where his They're kids everywhere. are? Isn't that it's crazy? Crazy. Isn't it's that crazy? Just, Such a double standard. Anyway, it is a double standard. And like, even in our group, we have we have a married couple in our group. Stephen and Whitney are in our comedy group, and they're both married, have the same job. They have, both have kids. Wow. They don't get the same questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just really, it's just really interesting. But anyway, anyway. Don't want to get too. So you feel taking a job from a man? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. It's like stuff like that where it's like. Oh. Kind of. So anyway, I mean, yeah. So that was a really. I mean, and it, I guess it's interesting now to think about like now in our company where I am versus that is very different. Because Natalie, yeah, think of talk about discouraging. Always feeling like you're at the whim of others' decisions, and now Natalie's the CEO of our company. Yeah. So I, I she, like, caused the shots. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just so now it's you've been crazy. discriminating against people. That's right. So <laughs> now, man. so now I say to our men, you're taking a job away from a woman. <laughs> you're only here because we need a man as far as diversity goes. That's right. <laughs> Prove yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you never yet. But it, it has been quite a journey for sure. So yeah, with, with Studio C, we were there for eight years. So like- A long time. Did you guys create it? I mean, was that like your guys' brainchild? Like you came up with the idea, like that was kind of- I mean, it was it was definitely the the work of a lot of people, but mm-hmm. the the ten of us that are still together, we were the core group that started the show. Okay, the writers, um, the performers. Yeah, the, so we, yeah. we we're the writer. There's there's um we've used some outside writers every once in a while. We've had different producers and showrunners on the show, but for those eight years, it was the ten of us mm-hmm. always in the room together. Yeah, we for had sure. some, we had some great producers too. I think we Jared did. Shores was just like he had such good taste. That's yeah. the guy that Gold Yeller. Like, so I've met him. Oh, yeah. So, I, so I've met Jared. I kind of oh, feel great. like Jared is just like, the dude has such great taste. He has great taste. So it's good. So Jared and Matt are credited as like the co-creators of the show. So, yeah. th- so they really like, he was show running. He was really calling the shots. But then the, the, the 10 of us were writing and acting and mm-hmm. everything too. Okay. So like, like I said, very collaborative effort. Show we're, we're great. We're grateful like, for all of our team members. For those that don't know, it's, like the boss of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. They so they they see everything. things through from like pre-production to writing to production right. shooting to post-production editing and distributing. So let's talk everything. about that. What goes into a skit? I mean, oh snap! So like, much. Give me an idea of sure. All of the maybe like the three processes. steps, right? There's writing, like shooting, and uh-huh. then post. And maybe yeah. we can talk about that. And I mean, different sketches 
have different timelines. Like some sketches are really simple and I can sit down. I can just have like a really simple idea. I can sit down and write it in an hour. And there's other sketches I've spent weeks on. So let's talk about Scott Sterling, for example, then that's like a tangible example. That's a good idea. So actually with Scott Sterling, I think we pitched it like a year or two before we ever shot it. Mm-hmm. And it was always like on the chopping block, like about to get mm-hmm. cut. Like, I don't remember why, but for some reason there was a good number of people that were like, I don't see it. I don't yeah. know why it's going to be funny. It's hard but, with comedy because it's so subjective, right? So like how many ideas typically do you bring oh, shoot. before it like one makes it through? For, I, for I, me, it's like 50-50 at least. Yeah, I write one out of three sketches I write will probably get made. Yeah. So I know that like, which is really helpful for me to know my like batting average because it was like, I can't get discouraged if like two don't like flop right. or three flop. I know I got some. You definitely with writing and comedy, I feel like you definitely fail more than you succeed. You and you should just know that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's something that over the years we've had to kind of learn and toughen up about. Like I can go into a room and pitch a terrible script, which I have. Oh. And it doesn't mean I'm a terrible writer. It just means that was not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I should move on to my next one. What's like so it's funny. not worth beating yourself up about it. You can try that in everything in business. I mean, how many business owners had terrible business ideas or athletes like the best athletes in the world are they fail more than they succeed you know like so there's all it doesn't mean you're bad it just means like you need to just stand back up and keep going yeah and the number one i i would say the number one like what is the word i'm looking for like underlying success principle between everyone we've had on the show has been consistency Mm. Yeah. Show up and keep going. Right. Yeah. right. Like it's not no always about like is. every idea doesn't have to be a home run. Yeah. You just have to not stop. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, a numbers game. And that's how I feel like even this year in 2020, we've for JK, we've been in such survival mode, but we've put out a video every week. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been hard. Like we don't have crews anymore because of COVID. So like we will film ourselves on our iPhones and cut it together and put it out. You know what I mean? Like it's just not the same as what it used to be, but it's still, we're still showing up for our audience. We're still Mm -hmm. putting out new content. We're still trying to make people laugh because this is, this year has been insane and we feel like people still really need it. Mm -hmm. But it's been like, we just have to use what we have. (laughs) So true. It's like, no matter what happens, you got to show up, man. Yeah. You got to show up no matter how tired you are. That's definitely been, I feel like that's definitely been our theme of 2020. (laughs) Just like, keep going. It's just like, it's like treading water. It's like, we're not trying to win the race here. We're just trying to not drown. Just like, keep our head up. That's right. So did all 10 of you write? Yeah. For Studio C? Yeah. I can just see. So there's got to be kind of limited space for who gets i think it's saturday night live i was listening to uh rob Lowe was on joe rogan and he talked yeah. about the week he hosted and he kind of talked about the writer's table and how like people would like laugh harder at their own stuff mm-hmm. or they oh would, interesting they would throw shade at someone else's idea because yeah. they were all just trying to get their stuff you know I, you know what i think what's really I, th- I think a big difference between snl and studio c like just to give you like an idea so on snl a successful season for a writer, you get two, maybe three sketches in. Right. In Studio C, it's just the 10 of us writing 200 sketches. Mm -hmm. So, oh, all of us have at least 10 or 15, if not more. Like, like there's, we have so many sketches to fill. And then I think on SNL too, at least I've heard SNL is very, very cutthroat, very competitive. And we're a group of friends that have known each other for 10 years. And like, we, like, once you bring a script to the room, it now becomes everyone's script and everyone's throwing jokes in it and everyone's helping it to be better. And by the time it makes it to air, yeah, I might have written it, but my original idea is maybe 50% of what you see. 
You know what I mean? Like okay. it, it very much like, I think we've just over the years learned to just accept a good idea and help it as best mm-hmm. we can, even if we Everyone don't necessarily wins. get like the, but cre- how do you the let credit. Down the bad ideas. So this is that, I, I, that like that we, would be the hard part. I, I yeah, think like, this is kind of key, though, is the fact that like not like with SNL too. It's like these people are coming in individually. Yeah. We chose each other yes, in the process of divine cool. comedy. When we part of our auditioning process was not just like, are you funny? A huge portion of our audition was, can we get along? Yeah. Will we be friends? Right, because like guaranteed, there are. 50 other funnier women oh, in yeah. this town than me right now a hundred percent but imposter syndrome but no, no but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not going to pretend like that isn't true because i've met there's hilarious people mm-hmm. in the world but we're all in the right place we all get along in a certain way and like stacy said like during the callback process it we always like as a team when we were paying attention to people to bring into the group i w- i was never listening for like the funniest joke of the day I was watching how they worked with how the team. How they treat each other. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So we, we would put them into groups and say, here's your prompt, go make a sketch. And we would just sit and watch them work. And there would be one guy who could just like nail the delivery of a, of a joke, but he'd be a jerk. I'm not going to let him in. Mm-hmm. Like that's always just kind of been our, our motto is like, we just want people that are good to work with and the jokes will come. Mm-hmm. Like the, the comedy will come second. And we put a lot of energy into that. Like we even really do. once people got into the group and sometimes, you know, you get to know people better and it's like, how did you vote someone fit. off the island? It, it was tough. But democratic process, we get together and be like, let's talk. Yeah. And decisions have to be made for the for the good of the, the group chi. And I, and I we think, would not have lasted that long if it wasn't for that. And I think through the years too, like I remember just to like, how do you say no to the bad scripts? I remember like the first few years of Studio C, it was really hard when mm-hmm. I didn't have a script to make it. But, you know, by year four or five, you're just like, okay. Like you, you kind of learn that like that's, that's a part of the process. You got to develop that like... Um, I don't know if callous is the right word, but you got to develop that like grit where it's like, we we use the term, is it kill your chicks? I say oh, kill your babies. Kill but your that's babies. A, it sounds so, that the reason we say <laughs> or, it though, Or just say like, it isn't your baby. Like it's not yours anymore. I, like it's I love groups. how intense it is because it conveys that like, you pour your heart and soul into this creativity and you make this thing that's like, in essence, kind of feels like a piece of you. Yeah. And it's not always it. And you have to get good at being like, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. This is not the best. My friends are saving me embarrassment by helping sure. me like let me know that this is maybe not going to be it. Yeah. That's and you really move on. Funny. In my business, a guy, an older advisor was like, yeah, you got to learn how to tell people their baby is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what does that mean? That's a great way to put it though. <laughs> you know? It honestly but, kind of is. You have to strategically be able to mm-hmm. say that without, without them hating you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like you show up with a script, you got to be like, Nope. Well, and I think what's so great about comedy too, and this is this is where we really earned our stripes in Divine Comedy because we would make new, a new show every month. We'd always be writing. We'd try it in front of an audience and the audience laughs or they don't laugh. And, and they that's get it. immediate that. feedback. Yes. It's immediate and it's either like that worked or that tanked. No one I don't, can argue I don't that. care no argue how it. good you feel about it. That is the evidence we're looking for. Yeah. People laugh or not. And that's what like, I mean, Conan says too, I'm still guessing when I write. I don't know if they'll laugh or not. Comedy is always guessing. You just have to test in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, change it. And that's just, that's been our reality for like 10 years now. So I think it just helps you get used to failing. Mm-hmm. Where like, I for sure stood on a stage and said a joke I knew would kill it. And it was crickets. And I was like, well, I lived through that, you know, moving on to the next thing. Oh, like that like that's worst. worst case scenario. What is that like? Survive. Oh, it's I mean, the worst. I can't even Have you ever died before? <laughs> no? A couple times. No, that's not relevant. <laughs> Have you ever 
like just I don't know. It's like the worst. It's you know like that dream where you show up to school naked. It's kind of like that. <laughs> that 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 You're feeling. Like, crap. Oh man, that feeling of like delivering a joke and then having it be like crickets is just like your face flushes. It's you so question funny though, but you know what? In your life. I'm so grateful for those. That'll moments. keep you humble for it, sure. Which well, I and think it, in and your group, you, that's a big deal, right? It, it mean, keeps you, you hungry humble. to keep chasing. Like, is that joke really going to cut it? You know, do you remember it just the keeps, first time that happened? Yeah. Like, do you remember like the first time you just like totally? Yeah, it was like my very face. first show in Divine Comedy. A hundred percent, I remember. It. <laughs> really? How do you how do you remember every memory time. when you're like twelve? You know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed <laughs> yeah, to remember that? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I just remember that. I remember like the shock, and then the oh, it's over though. Like that was it. That's the, that, it, it that's the thing I was I so nervous about. Was. Yeah, it's just like okay, oh, that happened, and they're gonna, and then they they laughed a few seconds later. You're you know like, what I mean? It was just like okay, me. yeah. Like, I'm like I in the know. back, like pulling my hair out, like wailing. I'm sure I overthought it after, but like there is something. I don't know. I think that anticipation is always worse mm-hmm. than the actual just just fail. Like Matt and our group always says, just fail quick. Like mm-hmm. like get it done, learn from it, get better. Mm-hmm. Fail and, fast, fail forward. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's kind oh. of a great knack though that that skill of like listening to the audience because it can suck sometimes if it doesn't nail it. But that's when that's where you know where you need to like up it. Yeah. So it becomes something we talk about where it's like hone that skill of like listening to the audience because if yeah. it doesn't work, you know, in your memory, you're like that's where we can beef this up to make this a better product. It's so funny how easy it is to draw parallels like it's like your food if they don't buy it don't matter how good how much you like it right. or it either sells or it doesn't yeah, yeah. if it's people true. come back you know it's good if they don't come back you know what's yeah. funny though sometimes have you ever had this where it's like the opposite where people laugh and you're like that was stupid what yeah. are you laughing <laughs> oh. at no yeah, I have man. it all the time like this is so good I'm like this is a D plus at best <laughs> yeah you're no, I totally, <laughs> I have this sketch I wrote, like, you know, we would, we would have writers meetings every week and we always had to bring like, at least two scripts. And so it was one of those weeks where I was like, all right, here's some scripts. It's not my best. And it was some sketch about like April fool's day. Oh, that sketch is killing it online too. It oh, I just watched that today. Views, you <laughs> the one where you like threw the treasure in the yeah. trash can and stabbed <laughs> That yeah, was pretty it's, funny. <laughs> oh, it's not that funny. Like I wrote it in like thirty minutes. I think you just made it funny. Like just, it's, <sighs> she's over here I think being you like, carried that. But idea. it's, but like, it's one of those out. sketches that I'm like, all right, let's just get this done. Like it's not, it's Isn't not, it's so not my funny. best. It's not the funniest yeah, thing ever. And then there's like other that. things that I think this is my. My magnum opus. So I've ever done in my life. And then it does like it's fine. The, t- it's totally parallel. Like some yeah. of my biggest wins, like when I did competition barbecue, uh-huh. like oh, no trophies today, no money today. Grand champion. Like, what the hell so, just happened? It's just so subjective. <laughs> it, 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 oh. And it, that's it. Like what's the mood of your audience? Yeah. Like what's going on in the world? Like you just don't know what's going to hit. Yeah, and you, I you guess know. yeah. Well, it's like, that, hey, like, I'm still glad I won the grand champions. I want to know yeah. from you what's food. what's the food on the menu that you're like it's not that great that people like, and what's the one that you're like this is amazing and it's not like the banger. Uh, They're all bangers, guys. I would <laughs> say Have you ever been turkey's here? the one that I'm surprised takes so long for people to like try and be mm-hmm. happy about. Um, I haven't tried the turkey. I, I was uh, you say that. I Same with sausage links. Like we do our own sausage here. Oh, the sausage here. links. Oh, people in Utah that like where you're from. Yeah. Like that's everything. Like your brisket and your sausage. Like yeah. your your links are yeah. what make you a barbecue guy. But here, it's like oh, you guys have sausage links. Like they just think like breakfast sausage, right? Like, oh, oh, interesting. And so they don't think like, you put it like breakfast big burritos. Beef pork, like you know, we're hand casing. Yeah. But. I think I'm more surprised kind of like by the individual just 
perform like if I'm catering for somebody mm-hmm. this happens a lot when I'm off site and using other people's like I'll travel and somebody will hire me to cook at an event but I'm using equipment there mm-hmm. and they just love the food but I'm like it's not it like when I put it out I'm like they're never gonna call me back <laughs> like this I'm never gonna cook on someone else's smoker ever again like I need my own stuff and they just freak out just give you a $500 tip and they just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, if you think that was good, like you need to let me come back with my own gear. Right. That is fascinating. And I'll blow Isn't your that mind. Maddening? It it drives me insane. <laughs> yeah, like that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I I but I think it just speaks to your talent of like, and I and I think like you're saying, like we're our own worst critics sometimes. For but sure. like, that, I think that happens to everybody. Like. I think all of us probably have a script like that April Fool's one for me, where I'm just like, oh, why did that do so well? <laughs> it, almost make, I, it almost makes you mad that it's it doing. It does a little, because it's just like, I like I literally spent 30 minutes writing that, but I, like, I'll like i write like a song parody for Takes, weeks, yeah. and it'll do like fine. But how many of the greatest songs ever written were written on a napkin in 10 minutes? That's that's the, that's it. You know it's, what I mean? So I, I think, do you have a rolling list? How do you know that? that I don't well, know. I, no, I just, it's, it's I true, love, though. I'm, I'm kind of a documentary. Is that kind of true? I read, and it's... I remember listening to Keith Richards' book. Oh, okay. And he talked like they talk. Well, look at Elton John. Like if you even if you watch that newer movie, yeah, you know where he kind of teams up with that guy. Like some people just have that gift where it just kind of hits them. It's really true. Write it down, and it's like the greatest song ever written. And maybe 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 it kind of speaks to that. Like Mm -hmm. you're not overthinking. You're just like letting letting everything flow. Inspired action versus effort action. Yeah, exactly. We've got to start like let's go having like a a side Instagram for like the quotes he uses during the episodes. I'm in, I'm they're you so make, good. Like, make that like stencil for like this is, moms to put over their mantles. <laughs> Dude, that, he'll get like three or four more before this day's over. And they're all Yo, they're there's, always awesome. There's a poet. I can't remember her name, but she would talk about how inspiration would come in like a storm where it's like no matter what you're doing, you're chilling and you see it on the horizon and you got to like rush as fast as you can to your notepad yeah. and dribble it down before it like scribble it down before it like passes well that's like what do you guys have that kind of process like do you always have like a note app open or like uh-huh. what is that yeah. for you guys I, do. I, I have a i have a sketch list on my phone and it, like we, we've we've done this before i can like hold it up and you just go scroll 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 <laughs> like there's so many most like, of them little are bad not for me <laughs> tons of them are or like i'll write something down in the middle of the night like jerry seinfeld has said this too where like he'll wake up and be like what the <laughs> But in the middle of that, I'm like, hey, this, this is great. I, I think go back one, of, to sleep? one of my ideas was once me and Jeremy, who's uh, he's half Filipino. It's like me and Jeremy. I was like, the sketch idea was just we play every race and poorly. That was it. And I was like, we can't do that. We can't do that. <laughs> Not in this economy. <laughs> I was like, what am I thinking, man? Just like weird ones, man. Just like the racial draft. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That was one of the greatest. Oh, you, I don't think you could get away oh, the with racial- it now. You remember that? With the, where I he think, played think, every like every race. Oh, is that like, what it was? Tiger Woods got. I remember like, the, the, the the black people. I think the, they drafted the Tiger Chi- Woods. Chinese like, group got the same clan. <laughs> <laughs> for Shizzle. I've covered. always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you finally done it. This podcast is complete. Oh my god. <laughs> so funny. Speaking of cancel culture, man, Dave Chappelle is like. He's the best at navigating that, or he just, just doesn't care. I marvel at him. He's just yeah. I love that he doesn't a, such, care. Like it's, such a it's, boundary pusher. He, I think he was ahead of the game at seeing how unhealthy the cancel culture was, yeah, yeah. and he was gonna just like 
go head on at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, God, they're amazing. I got to say, I don't think it's just that he doesn't care. I think he just like knows no, how he to ca- navigate. Yes. It. Yeah. Because like we are like the squeakiest, cleanest comedy yeah. and we still get people that are like, how dare you wear a two piece in that video? My brother yeah. watches this, uh-huh. you know, or like, or like, I've been getting emails about this. Like I've had five oh. emails about a Chicago Blackhawks flag that I have up front. Huh. Like that's how crazy oh, cause, it's getting. Because of the mascot. Oh man. Right. I, it's just like, and I, it's, you know what? I don't want to say it's just stupid or bad because it's, I think it's complex, but I just wish people would be more willing to have like it's a conversation. It's a little unhealthy. Like we're worrying about the wrong things. Sure. I, you know what I mean? I, th- I, th- I think for some people it matters. It's it's just, it's it's such an interesting climate right now. That's all. Yeah. Like It's just all negative. That's uh, the problem. I'm not even going to pretend like cancel culture hasn't been positive, like making people yeah, change. There's, there's definitely things, but there are some other things where like. I just wish it'd be a conversation. Like how, like, like, talk about it? how like, many times does Kevin Hart it. have to apologize for a tweet from oh seven years gosh. ago? No, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he's clearly changed. He like, like. Yes, you should not tweet homophobic things, obviously, but like I think the the change and the apology and the changed action should be highlighted more well, than like, the negative that, from it's eight like years. Human nature, well, because everyone, you know I mean? cause everyone yeah. right? is trying to change right now, but it's like if everyone's just going to go back off of what you did X amount of years ago, right. it's like how is everyone going to have the forward? motivation to change? It's something I think we really need you to figure real out change. with you the don't. with the internet now, like. Like I didn't grow up tweeting what I thought. Thank goodness. Like when I was 13. Could you imagine? You know what I mean? Or like (laughs) I didn't grow up in a world where my popularity literally had a number attached to it on my Instagram account when I was a teenager. I can't imagine what that would have done to me as a teenager. I can't imagine the things I would have done online. So like now that we do have that for like the younger generation and for people our age, like I think just only focusing on the fact that 10 years ago you didn't have the right lens while you should have had the right lens, like not excusing it at the same time, yeah, people have to time, learn how to, wasn't people really, have to grow. That's the thing. And we're, we're judging everything 300 years back, like all the way up to 300 years back mm-hmm. through this lens. Sure. And so there's some things that yes, definitely need to change. We need to grow, but there's some things it's like, wait, like, let's just focus on how to do it better now. Yeah. Like, we're so all here together. Let's just, like, we can do it better than they did it. Yes, And we, we can use their example as how not to do it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, But, like, we've, we've had this conversation before, too. Like, we got to, hen- like, people- like, hen- like, Henry Ford changed the world with right. cars. But, like, he was racist. He had, like, <laughs> right. he had, like, terrible personal ties. Like, if we would have looked at him the same lens as now, and I'm not saying the lens is incorrect. I'm just saying it was no, a different exactly time. Right. So, like, I was, I was reading this article about just, like, what geniuses are we not allowing to be geniuses now because of their messy past? And it's such a complicated question to me because I, do, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think people should be racist. I don't think like, I, like, I don't agree with that, but it, yeah, it's just like di- different, different times are different with. things. Think of like, it's yeah. not a, a I'm, lot I'm, of it. I'm is, very grateful. It's changing. And, and that's what we need to focus on. Right. It's like, yeah, he gave us the car. Yes, yeah, everybody has a checkered <laughs> Let's pass, cancel them after right? we get that V8 interview. Yeah, exactly. like, 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 I don't <laughs> like know. My Ford's we got the keys. It doesn't, it doesn't feel super black and white to me. Yeah. Um, what I, I love, though, that we're having the conversation, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I think it is. Right. Is like it I is. think you just got to be willing to talk about it. Like, yeah. it's not like, 
Could you imagine at home, like your your spouse does something and you just instantly start screaming about divorce? Like, you know what I mean? It's right. like, that's just not or like about seven years ago, you said this to me and it hurt my well, wait, feelings. No, but like, wh- you, like, but you women need do to that. move on. Hold on. But it's not a healthy thing. Thank you. It's not a way to go forward. I don't do that stuff that I used to do. You know what I mean? Like we all grow. That's what I don't like. I don't like that people are like scouring people's twitters from 10 years ago oh man like right. there are actually people doing that yeah before we went and that's on, so sad funny they were like yeah they, had they to, like, scanned everything for yeah everything. yeah and we, we had to i think i think we had to take a couple things down Pro- yeah. probably jeremy's tweets <laughs> his tweets are insane see and to me that's so like sad like you're not judged on what you are now right mm-hmm. like it, you could be the greatest most philanthropic person yeah. ever but Oh my gosh! Well, because everything's this tweet from twelve years ago, yeah. we can't work with that person. Yeah. And I, I and also that's think just, it, that's unhealthy. Well, and I, I'm also glad it's educating us. Like, I hope my kids learn that when things go online, it's online forever. Amen to that. And I think when, For sure. and I think when like social media was new, no one was thinking about I know, that. Guinea pigs, you, no you way. Know? No one was thinking about that. But now, like, oh yeah, if you want to, if you're gonna have a job interview in ten years, you this is gonna be online forever. Everyone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, your, sure. your personal brand, yeah. Is it's real whether you want it or not. So like, I like it's I I'm a big I'm a big believer in like kids should not be on the internet until like Amen. their brains are fully formed and it's for reasons like Isn't this that like, like 25 when that happens yeah. or something. <laughs> well, it's well, scary. You can't rent a car till you're 25. Isn't yeah. that funny? Like it, it totally you could right. Do so much more before that. I think it's I actually like 31. Like when the frontal lobe is completely no way. Done. I am 31. I think it's 31 <laughs> years ready? old. I, I just heard that done. the other day. Give, give well, Natalie I mean, Twitter now. What's crazy? <laughs> like just, just yesterday I was golfing with Danny D and he was on our podcast right. and he was talking about he was working with some kids and they were young kids and they were like not doing well. And it all came from social media. Yep. Really? Like, like they found, they found something on TikTok on how to commit suicide. I believe you. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow. And so it's finding ways to have those discussions. Well, and That's like, like and, and think about like how, like social media can affect me mentally. And I'm like, I've been married for 10 years. I have three kids. I've got a super solid foundation. And like, even then, like I look at everyone's perfect curated life versus my messy life. And I feel terrible yeah. about myself sometimes. That's such a good point. And imagine a 13 year old girl yep. doing that. Yeah. Like, cause everything is just curated no to smartphones, perfection. No smartphones people. No smartphones. Tell your kids like- are in at least a year or two into high school. Oh man. I don't yeah, know. Or 31. Even, even then. <laughs> yeah. I got my our, first smartphone I mean, in college. My, my, t- our tenant, I have an eight year old is my oldest and our tentative plan is he can have a smartphone as soon as he can pay the monthly bill for it. Oh, like 16 or older careful. and you have a He's job. Be get careful. Very... TikTok, TikTok will pay for <laughs> that phone. He can start to make money. <laughs> TikTok will TikTok pay for that pay phone. For that phone. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> that's no. a, that's like or the Gab wireless phone. It's such an well, interesting concept. Got, Gab would be awesome. We love Gab wireless. They just came out with the new one and it's, we're finally going to let her have that but That's yeah no great. no internet no nothing yeah I think we but. think about that a lot because so much of our presence is online that we're like where's our responsibility yeah to like, and it is teenagers you know what like, I mean? it is like a lot kind of, of your audience, it's younger right? people yeah I mean we, we think about kids like that all the time and then that was one of the reasons like when uh, when Black Lives Matter was happening we felt it was really important that we post something yeah because right. they're just like there's 
the majority of our audience are like pretty privileged white teenagers that right. are their opinions are forming and they they need to know where we stand at for least sure. if that's going to make a difference yeah. for what they research and what they learn about so stuff like that that's probably the most political we've ever even that gotten is, it, it, people were it shooketh was sh- because we are not we don't yeah we don't really we don't do, do that. like sides and stuff like that but that was something that it felt beyond political strong. to us yeah. obviously there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like it shouldn't be political yeah but, but anyway yeah but like well, yeah, being we, quiet is uh, like we learned from your host so we had we had that episode right uh-huh. a couple nice. of our friends come in and it was pretty heavy stuff but i remember your host saying your host bonner saying not saying anything is as bad as saying Just something complying. against it right, right? Yeah. like it like I, I was looking. I want to see my friends. What was the MLK quote that was so good? Like we won't remember the, the actions bad things of our people, enemies, but the silence of our friends. We'll remember or the silence like of our friends. Yeah, yeah. You got those quotes. Man. So <laughs> I remembered that one. Okay. No, I mean, I want, you I want have, that notated. You have I remembered like the, half the of that quote. MKL version. He had the MLK. <laughs> <laughs> This sucks. I never get the quotes. I'm going to put a book here next time. MKL. This is what you get for inviting. Who is that MKL guy? Uh, He said something about. No, No, but But I know it's very true. Like just saying something, he was like, I I was noticing my friends that weren't saying anything. It's 100%. And it's it's true. It's It's like you've got to at least. You don't need to put some big drawn out thing. We were were talking about Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, it was like to me that felt really like. Virtue signally, yeah, like yeah. formative. People are just right. like, oh, I want to be cool and have the black screen. But then he told me that what I just said, the whole like, but it's something. Whether right. it it's there's a lot behind it or not, it's getting people thinking about it, and that totally changed my perception on it because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, even if you guys just posted, you know, a Black Lives Matter or something with just just something to show that we're unified and we all need to do a little bit better. Yeah. It at least gets people thinking. Or right? just learn more. Because at least I felt like with that whole movement, like I've grown up in such a different, you know, I'm, I'm a white woman. I grew up in a like upper middle class family. There's so like I've had no interactions with so many things that black people have interactions with all the time. Right. So I felt really uneducated. But all you have to say is, hey, I'm uneducated. I'm going to learn more. And you should, too. Like that. That's what right. I learned from it. It's just like just, even man. even just saying that and just saying, like, I had no idea about some of the stuff going on. And instead of feeling like shame and embarrassment, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to learn more. Here's some resources that I found helpful. That's basically all I've done. I've just been like, I'm not an expert here. I'm not going to even pretend, but I want everyone to learn with me. But that's real. And that's- Isn't that real? That's very real. That's refreshing. When we were talking with Yehosh and Tim, like they were fantastic. And Cam actually made the comment, like you guys are going to be able to do so much good just because of how awesome they were about talking about it. Yeah, And they're like, actually you can do more right yeah. talking to us because it's like you know how to talk to your friends and you right. know how to have those conversations yeah. you right. know and i tell people that all the time it's like it's not going to be the black community that changes it's no. going to be white people talking to their friends and family that's right yeah no, because that's, that's exactly right. we're going to well, we always be to, seen as others but you right. guys are like well we all need to talk like <laughs> you're, you're just talking right yeah. you know how to do like, the handshakes we know. need we need <laughs> to not judge it's so funny i feel like most of the vitriol online about Black Lives Matter is from other white people. Hmm. Like white people getting mad at white people. Sure. It's really interesting, yeah. right? Which this is like the cancel culture stuff, right? Uh-huh. Instead of us like just being able to talk to each other and say like, yeah, we all got to step it up. Yeah. Right? Especially in an area like Utah where there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of black people. You don't grow up with black people. You don't have, it's not that people are racist. They're just unexposed. Inexperienced. Yeah. 
uneducated. And, then, and, and, and I think they feel sh- sometimes some shame attached to them. And they shouldn't feel and shame. Not, they should just, just like, be willing to listen and learn. Yeah, and, that's and, and, and that's that's the discussion that needs to be had. I have right. strong feelings right. on antagonizing people that we're trying to like, like if you want someone, and this is coming from, I'm black in case people are listening and they're like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. We should have said that right up front. I can say it. Listen, uh, Stacy, the black guy, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy. Fashion icon. And anyone in Utah would be like, oh, I know that one black guy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh-huh. it's the like. The fashion icon, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we're never going to get, like, we're never going to, Get people on our side or encourage change if we antagonize people. Amen. I'm like so anti like people away. Man, it's like I, I get it's like I get you're angry. You have every right to be angry and hurt and upset, but like yeah. if so you want to make some change, player, you yeah. can't antagonize people. And I guess that kind of touches on a little bit about like our comedy philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not big fans of like alienating or putting down. Like we want it and I mean, comedy is comedy. Sometimes you have to be extreme, sometimes you have to, you know go to crazy places but the idea here is like i would rather unify someone with a joke than like divide someone Mm -hmm. because we're all like it's been it's been actually really fun this year to do some like 2020 specific stuff because we're all in this insane boat together and there's all this division about it about mass and about what what should be done and all this stuff but like ultimately we should all feel more unified this year because this virus is not selective to race or, well, it kind of is. It, yeah, it actually but, does but affect that, the, yeah. But that, that's a whole different thing. But like, <laughs> actually, but like the, um, <laughs> the, the, the virus is true for every person on mm-hmm. this earth. Right. If there's anything to unite us, it's something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's been such a swing in the other direction that I've been really proud of how we've tried to like unify instead of divide. Yeah. We really are trying to do our best to like, I mean, and that's, I think part of that is acknowledging this really tough thing where it's like people that believe things that are different than you have a reason for believing things that are different than you. Yeah. And they're not and that just go, like, And that goes both ways. It goes uh-huh. both ways. It goes both ways. Like, it's like there's, there's a valid, there's a reason that people feel the way they do and it's not just because they're horrible people. Right. Yeah. And if they're, they're there and best. ready to try to be better, that's all that matters. Like Man. the yeah. present is all that matters. Yeah. Not their past. Right. Like not what they said five years ago. Like, hey, they're here. They're ready to listen. They're ready to grow. They're ready to change. Like, let's celebrate let's that. Let's celebrate. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, so important. Amen. Something you just said reminded me of something that I don't know a lot about, but you talked about like the comedy and wanting to you know, like not put other people down. Yeah. Didn't Chrissy Teigen tweet something about that for oh, you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just posted my stories. I it, saw it, that. It, was, it was a year ago. So Chrissy Teigen was a judge on Bring the Funny. Oh, okay. Um, and she, I remember when our, it was either our first or second episode. I don't remember what round it was. But it was about a year ago. She tweeted and was just like, my sense of humor is always really filthy, but JK makes me laugh. Like, like I love JK studios. And then she compared us to parks and rec. And I remember reading that and wanting to faint. Cause that's like, maybe <laughs> that's maybe my favorite show I've ever watched in my it's entire amazing. life. Like, I think I've rewatched that show once a year forever. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, I think, um, I think sometimes when people hear like clean comedy, they think like, oh, it's going to be like a Disney channel in front of an audience. It's going to be like Hannah Montana. Really dumb jokes. Yeah. You know, or like, just like farting on camera. And right. Or, or like, oh, so it's That's a kid show. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love a good fart, but <laughs> we love a good not, not, fart. Not on NBC, baby. It has to be in, in a clever context. It's got to be clever. Though. Got a good timbre. You got to earn the fart. Okay. I'm redumped. <laughs> I love where we've gone with this. Man. Yeah, we're we've just gone going all over. How to fart to Black Lives Matter welcome to Corona. To, welcome to, to me and Stacey. <laughs> this is what we 
every time we're all the time. We've talked about that. We're we'll like, swing we from show. one topic to another, no problem. It's like, yeah, it's a vibe. So I'm curious though, like when when did you guys know like Studio C was something that like you know, it was gonna turn into something. Like you talked about the first couple of years, you paid babysitters more than yeah. you were making. Uh-huh. Right. And so like when did it start to kind of turn? And then after that, I want to talk about when did you start to know it was the end? Oh, those are both really good questions. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a specific moment where I thought like, okay, but I do remember Scott Sterling going viral was a big deal. We we were working towards, I think we had just had our first video hit a million views. That was like such a goal for us. I think, was it a hundred thousand? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Our goal was was to have mother preggers. No, or the the (laughs) Hunger Games. Oh yeah. It's one of them. Our goal is to have like the Hunger the Games hit 100,000 and then this like mom's rapping about being pregnant actually hit it kind of fast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it hit a million. We were like, well, we hit 100,000. I think that's it was a, I think it was about to hit a million cuz I remember when Scott Sterling went viral, I sent an email cuz the goal forever was like as soon as we get a video to hit a million views, we'll have a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> we're like primed we ourselves 13. and i remember sending an email being and it was at like 70 million or something and i was like do you think we can get toppings on our pizza because it was 70 million <laughs> like i remember writing that and being like hey we yeah, did it Scott times Sterling, 70 it just we couldn't we didn't predict it but it came out and just if anything we took that sketch back to the drawing board a little bit because after we filmed it we were like ah you know yeah there was a lot of like rewrites and the the narration added, over it was redone like five audio. times yeah but um, it just stuff. like came out of nowhere and i I've, i feel like for me that's when i was like yo our stuff is getting watched by more people we saw significant yeah. growth and it was it was really um encouraging i think that was cool audience wise and then our season five was when I was hired as like a full-time cast member and writer. I think you were too at the yeah. same time. And that was probably the first time I felt like, okay, like I'm in. Yeah. Like, it, so that, you know. Season five. It took me five years to feel that way. Yeah. And how many years before with? Four. Divine. Yeah. So, I mean, you're nine years yeah. into basically a full-time job before it became full-time job yeah and and i think that was that was probably me just relying too much on like external people being like okay we'll now hire you full-time like i like i clearly was equipped to do that before then but that was that was when i felt like okay we're like in this thing Mm -hmm. and we're really doing it and then uh as far as like when it was like okay we should maybe start looking onward it was what probably wasn't that long after to be honest with you probably just like two or three years after Mm -hmm. where like okay we're getting on to season eight Maybe season nine, what do we want to do? And so... Is this what we want to do forever? Like, we, we can't play teenagers in sketches all forever. You know what I mean? Like, I, like we just can't. We they love do what this. They do in the movies. I know. Tell that to CW. <laughs> 25-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. Yeah. He's like ripped out of his mind. It's like, no 16-year-old has I know. A that's so true. Is this? That's so true. We should do a sketch about that. I'm 16. Uh. <laughs> um, um, but like, I remember... Maybe in season eight, we were like, okay, let's see what else we want to do. Like, we just kind of felt like we can, we want to branch out of sketch. So, we'll do sitcoms, movies, want to explore web yeah, series. Yeah. So, we, we so we started developing these like sitcom shows, started pitching to BYU TV, and they weren't really interested. And so we said, okay, maybe we need to do this ourselves then. You know, like if, if BYU TV isn't going to be like our forever home, like if they don't want us to grow here, at least in other directions in content, then we should probably start looking elsewhere because the key was growth it was like a conversation between stability we had this thing yeah that we could have probably done even if we had no viewers up until the end yeah or we had this i this chance to like grow 
you know? And it was, it, it's such a strange thing. Like you kind of want to capitalize on the momentum before you start to lose it. But then you, you leave something with momentum and right. you have to start over. Yeah. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. So we left almost two years ago and it, I've worked harder in the last two years than in my entire life. It's been, a, it's been exhausting. It's been fun. It's been rewarding. It's been stressful. We've pivoted business plans like five times. You know what I mean? Like it's just been a wild ride, especially with this year. Who was the first one of the 10 that had the guts to say, guys, we need to bounce. Uh, Matt and Mal were already like, we're going to leave. And then yeah, they were, they were feeling ready to, they were like, we're feeling antsy. We want to do something new. And then, and then we met some friends who were kind of doing their own, like, online media company and they were they were good mentors to just kind of say like this is something you could do if you want to try um and so we we just kind of learned what we could we all met together as a group and we just decided that leaving together is like the strongest move we can do rather than some people go here some people go there we just knew like we have our creative team we found it mm-hmm. we want to keep making stuff together for as long as we can and so we just decided we should officially make our own entity that we all just own and then when we go off and do side projects you know we'll always do that but then we always have this hub of jk where we can always come together and make stuff so that that's kind of how we did it it was we kind of knew that like even though we couldn't take the name studio c with us and we'd put so much energy into building that up yeah we also knew that our faces to a degree were the brand we knew that yeah. together. Yeah. Recognize so you see us together and it's like, oh yeah, these guys did all these sketches. Like we they'd be able to look at us and see, you know. Oh, it's those people, but their their name is different now, basically. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys come up with I mean you talked about she's the CEO. Sometimes that's really uncomfortable. I know like in business where you have partners that have all equally contributed to building something <laughs> and now all of a sudden like someone has to stand up and raise their hand and be like, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And someone has to do that or you're not going to succeed on the business side. Like you yeah. have to have roles. You have to have accountability. Yeah. You know, so how did you guys kind of navigate that? Dude, we're, we're Through still, blood, sweat, and tears. I know. We, we, we're, so, we're such a, our group functions in such a unique way. Like I don't know any other group that functions like us, but we're yeah. so democratic. And so we like vote on everything and we're, which is nice in some ways, but it just It's definitely a double-edged process. sword. Yeah. I think it's what makes our comedy so great because we feel so democratic. Like we all own it. We it's all hard to believe, it. to be honest. It's, it's, it's seriously You know like, what I mean? Like yeah. just with human nature, <clears throat> especially when you become more popular and more people mm-hmm. kind of know who you are and people... It's just human nature to start thinking like, well, I'm better than this person. And I feel like I'm carrying this weight. Like that's a really hard thing, especially when it's performers. Sure. Right? We, like you are in front I of think it. I really feel I like think we it, lucked out on that degree because we check each other too. If someone starts getting do. a big head, we're really good at being like, let's pop and, that and real I quick. How do you do that though? I, th- I think we just make fun of each other. I think there's a value <laughs> in it aggressive. though. Like, <laughs> like I remember <laughs> this is going to sound very strange and kind of like hoity-toity. So sorry. But um, when the shows first started kind of taking off our, our Jared Shores, our producer showrunner had like a psychologist come in and talk to us about like how to deal with, Hey, you're getting stopped at the store. You're getting, you know, like, like your, your life is changing. And he talked about the importance of you'll have people in your life before and you will have people after. And that baseline is the most important. So like you'll make new friends as you meet new, you, you know, like all this stuff. And those will be great relationships and don't, you know, don't shy away from it. But you knew each other before this and you will know each other after. So keep that in mind. So okay. like, I think that's always been like a good baseline for me with like the way I treat my teammates. Cause it's just like, at this point, 
we it's kind of like siblings. So it's it's basically like a family owned business, which you know, people say don't go into business with family, it gets really complicated. And it does get complicated. I won't say it won't, but at the end of the day, we're all like siblings too. Yeah. So like JK could we could file bankruptcy tomorrow. We're still all gonna be friends and family. Mm-hmm. Does we that like, like we just have that baseline? And because I knew them before people recognized me at the store. And I'm still gonna know them after people forget about me. Like yeah. that's we've just been true. through some stuff too together, man. Yeah, we have. Some, like it's like being friends for like what over ten years. Yeah, like, we've had. Yeah, I mean, there's babies together. Like my kids call him Uncle Stacy. You know, like like we've just we've all grown up Uncle. together, and I think that's pretty unique. Oh, one hundred percent. And the fact that you're still together, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing. Is it sounds like you guys have always done things. Like, here's my idea. Everybody, hop on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way it's not like one person feels like they're bringing all the ideas, bringing all the, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. and that does create, but it is, I mean, I'm sure anybody in showbiz you talk to, you're like, I don't buy it. Like, no way. (laughs) That can't be real. We're also just like, we're so encouraging of people pursuing their own passions. If we're like, it doesn't quite, if it doesn't fit in this JK brand or model that we're doing, do do your thing. You got our support. Yeah. But um, we just like, yeah, we've created something that's taken like, a decade, if not more, and it's really special, and it's super. But why unique. Natalie CEO? We still haven't figured this. Natalie, because she's Type A, man. Is that it? Like she's one. the boss. No, Natalie's not only the most or, the most organized, but she's like Natalie's output is phenomenal. I talk about this concept of like everyone has the same amount of time in the same day, right? Right. But some people are able to like do more. Yeah, and moms. If, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, but, but I, Natalie, like, I think why be- wouldn't you want a mom as a CEO? Like, I think it's because I'm a mom. And Natalie's sure. like sixty like percent. She's like sure. leveled up so much as we've like ventured into the business aspect, which is something kind of new. But Natalie's just like, and I'm not saying Natalie has like hyper special gifts. I think she does, but I think part of it is like she's like thrown down the work and like sacrificed in ways that have been like well, clearly. Clearly, well, and, we trust and like, her. And, and like Truder Group, this was never something that I was like, hey, I'd really like to do this. For sure. Like, no, sure. like, which makes her like, better sometimes. Like, things right. like, as, as we get, as we were like nose down, grinding out these web series, working really hard, there's just people that are more levitated towards like, all right, well, I'm going to go write or I'm going to go figure out how we're going to do like this. Grabbing the reins. And I was like, well, no one's figuring this crap out. I'll go figure it out. You right. know what I mean? And then, so it, and it just kind out, of man. happened. Like, I, my degrees in theater education. I don't know what I'm doing, and so like, I read most a lot of business books. Don't I have help a, them at all. That's true, right? We've learned. Like my most. my husband is in business management, and he helped us get started. And then I've just I've learned a lot from him of how he manages. And then I've just it's been like trial by fire, man. She consumes just, a like, ton of books. You just get in there and you learn what you can, and you you try to like hone in on does that apply to our business? Does that not apply to our business? Where you. Um, I have a, my, my good friend, Allison Faulkner, she does like business consulting. And I was talking to her once and she was like, every business thinks they're a unicorn. Cause I was talking, I was like, no one out there's like us. You know, we're like, a, we're like YouTubers, but we're not, we're like an ad company, but we're not, we're a media company. We, we do sponsors, we do other stuff. And she's like, hold on, hold on. You're not a unicorn. Like you're not unique. Everyone thinks they're the exception to the rule. Everyone thinks they're the exception to the rule. Learn the, learn the basic business principles. Just learn them. They're out yeah. there. It's not that hard. And you I was guys like, you're right. kind of a unicorn though. I disagree. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we are too. I mean, well, I mean, just the way you work no, together. But, but, but like, you know what? At business, the end of the day, the a business guys, needs a profit. A business sure. needs a product. A business needs an audience. A business, you know, like, like there's for things sure. just like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true for everyone. And I think um, up until that conversation, I had just had this mentality of like, well, we're just different. So we're just going to do everything. Everyone's really advice different. doesn't apply to us because yeah. they don't know us. They don't know our situation. It's like, well, they, yeah. And while God. it's it's good to know what makes you different for sure, 
um, that was helpful. But that for won't me make you money, I guess. Right? I guess not. And right. like, and just and almost playing like a victim card sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't, especially when you're leading, doesn't help. It's a waste of energy. <laughs> you Absolutely know what I mean? Right. For sure. Like, like yeah, 2020 sucks. We lost a bunch of sponsorships. I can't give that any Everybody's energy. Everybody's lost a bunch Everyone's of sponsorships. Everyone's lost it. Let's yep. figure it out. Yeah. What a unique time for online consuming content. You and what, what I mean? a unique time to like lift the world up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like exactly. Guys, I was going to say that earlier, just talking about all the, you know, we were kind of getting into the negativity and, you know, all the stuff that's been happening that's been hard lately, right? But you guys are in such a unique position to just be such a light. And because that's what we need. It was funny. I was looking at your, uh, Natalie, your Instagram post, oh. like, the month by month, like your faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Don't gosh. you love that trend? That was so funny. <laughs> like you're just like the Joker, like bigger, bigger, bigger. Just that, just that <laughs> face. Like April, the... May was just tears in yeah. bed, and you know it was so good. But that's what we need. Like we got to be able to laugh about it, and we got to take what's happening. I always happening say, like and... you got to laugh or you'll cry. Exactly I feel like that's right. true about life. Exactly you got you got to right. laugh, otherwise you're just gonna be so sad. I feel like it's, it's worth being said that like yeah, we talk about the negative stuff and everything, and like it does feel like 2020 is this giant dumpster fire. Right. But like the world has been getting better since day one. Yeah. Like it, we are so much farther ahead. We are way better. Like country. Like we we are so much better than I, we used to be, and it's kind of cool to be like we're progressing. This is the year. I just feel Amen. like it's a it's a purifying year. Like the only visual I can think of, and I'm sorry, it's gross. Is like <laughs> it just feel like it's like a it's like a whitehead that's just like it's it's finally popped. <laughs> I use that too. I love like. That. Like I spent too much time with you, but like there's been all this, there's been all this junk under our skin right. for a long time. And it's finally like all this pressure is just pushing it up and we just got to deal with it and we're going to be better after it. Pop it. We just gotta pop it. Maybe a couple times because it's a juicy one. Oh, gross. <laughs> I can't believe how much we're digging into this and I regret everything. You messed up when you brought it up. I'm on board I now. Up. I'm on board. <laughs> But it's just like there's something about this year. Like it's so tough. It's nasty. It hurts. But like it's gonna make it better. That's yeah. like change, it, baby. Yeah, it's, it's change. Well, it's and we got and we got to come together. You know, it's funny. You look at 9/11 and you look at how all of us were on the same team for like two weeks after. Yeah. It, right. Well, Corona. Right at the beginning, everyone was on the same. Right. team. Right now, it, uh. it it's just further proof that media. Yeah. Like they really push the fear button. Like that's how they get us to they watch. Really and do. It, that is what drives us apart. When we have these conversations, we remember mm -hmm. like we're all so different in here. Like uh -huh. we all come from different places, all four of us, all five of us. Like, but man, we're having this awesome conversation and that's what it would happen. The people that you hate online, if you sat down and talked to them face to face, you'd be friends after. You'd never talk to someone like you would, like no. people do online. Totally right. Oh. And that's what's wrong. Like yeah. this is what needs to happen. And I think that this is, it's finally getting to the point where people are starting to realize that and realize. Like, I think a lot of people are, you know, like yeah. the mask thing, you brought the mask thing up, Natalie, right? It's, it's funny in the beginning, I was like, this is so dumb. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not wearing a mask, like blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I like to rebel, right? I, sure. Well, then it got to the point where like, you know, I'm a conservative people on my side of the line. were getting way too crazy about the anti-masking. So I'm like, you guys need to chill. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing a mask to show like my side of the fence. Like right. you guys okay. need to relax. Like yeah. we don't all need to be like way over here. Like let's right. start coming to the middle it's, a little I, bit. I, I feel like most, and yeah. I feel yeah. like most human beings are pretty moderate people. Yes. Like everyone when they're not online. pretty moderate. Correct. When they're Especially not online. Politically. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like everyone has to draw a line in the sand online where yeah. if you're face to face with somebody that thinks totally opposite of you, right? You can have a discussion. You're gonna have a great about conversation yeah, about yeah. it and I'm gonna learn some new things. They're gonna learn some new things. And it's gonna be like 
you know, maybe this we'll say like politically before social media, before the internet existed, mm-hmm. before there was a lot more moderation because they just had to talk things out. They didn't have email and Twitter right, and write a letter. the press <laughs> to throw their little passive aggressive whatever's out. It, 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 so what I'm hoping comes out of this, and I feel like I'm starting to see it, is that people realize that we've got to focus on this part, like the yeah. the, the the personal, the face to face, and not listen to the narrative being thrown the our whole, way like, from teams concept. Where yeah. You just yeah. Dip in the side. It's, it's like, like all just, or nothing. We're all humans at For the base. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, so the reason I brought up masks to, to clarify my point is now when I go to a store in Utah County, I'm seeing a lot more masks, yeah, yeah. which too. to me means like, we're all like starting to come together a little bit. I like, agree. And I don't judge you if you don't wear it. Like right. we all going to make our own decision. But to me, it just kind of shows that, now we're all kind of starting to jump onto the same team. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, hey, it's a small f- sacrifice to make. And look at what n- the numbers are doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I like mean. They're dropping like crazy in Utah. And so so we're getting somewhere. So anyway. Well, even like selfishly like with the podcast, like being able to have conversations. Right. You know what I mean? So like good for Even the, for a couple of weeks ago, we had Charlie Bird come on the podcast, Charlie, you know? Great guy, man. And with oh, the, awesome. the, the, the Cosmo. The Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. he just dropped his book, yeah. you know? It's good. And I don't think I've even talked to you about this, but like I've had some people come up to me after that podcast and they're like, you know, we've had, you know, we've had members in our family who came out as gay and we pushed them away. After listening to that podcast, mm. they called them that day. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and good. they apologized. Look at you guys. You know, and so, they're like, look at you guys. and now all of a sudden Do they it. have relationships with these people again. It's like, that is awesome. Like the ability to open up the conversation yeah. to someone and just, be and just willing humanize to people yes yeah. just yeah. like they all of a sudden become a human yeah like a three-dimensional actual person I feel like at the end of the day we all kind of want the same thing you yeah. know what I mean? totally right Everyone we're just all trying to be happy yes. we're just all trying to be like it's true just want a vibe we all just want to laugh we all just want to laugh <laughs> and that's amen the, there that's there's what it's no all one about on here that doesn't want to and we want to watch sports <laughs> yeah and how glorious is it right now? <laughs> I want to oh hear the gosh. coaches is what I want. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. I want another one. I want to hear the coaches. It didn't take much, Without man. beeps. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> oh, I man. do want to hear the coaches. You guys, so w- w- where can everyone find you? Yeah. We're going to wrap up. So where does so, everyone go to find you guys right I don't want to wrap J- up. JK Studios. This is fun. Yeah. I know. It is fun. JK Studios lives on YouTube. Okay. So that's probably our number one place to find us. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. We have weekly videos. We do sketches. We have a web series called Freelancers, a sitcom we made. There's ten of it eight episodes online yeah, and then we have two seasons of a show called loving life which is like a parody show about influencers great and name <laughs> by the way thank you it's with the y Stu- no jk Studios. Oh, <laughs> all those are good too but jk Studios is good i love yeah i love the Thanks, name man we put guys, a lot of I was the discussion say. was fun <laughs> it was, it was hard to pick so i'm glad you think so so anyway yeah we, we've, we've got web series we've got lots of stuff you can watch on that channel we're on instagram jk studios um yeah that's it more April Fool stuff, you know. That's the real <laughs> stuff. That the real bad joke videos. <laughs> We're past April. We'll do a little October Fools. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. That's such a great. But see, that's why the podcast is fun—is getting that type of information, right? Like, that oh, I love BTS. that video. But to, but to hear Natalie say, "I thought it was ridiculous." Like, <laughs> it, it almost makes me mad that people thought it was funny. It makes it even better. So anyway, we had a good time. I mean, she sends that. You sent us. You sent a screenshot of that of us back in the day when we were. 
Yeah, because we're both like minimum <laughs> 20 pounds heavier in that sketch too. It's really funny. Like I said, I had all my babies on that show. So I'm like right. either pregnant or postpartum on like so half of it. Started, started, started at the bottom picture. Filtered down to the kids, like to performing, like your eight year old. They've the, been in is stuff. That there? They have been in stuff. They don't like being in stuff. Except for my middle, my, my daughter Kate hey, is a ham. ham. Really? We're, we're in trouble. She's a ham. <laughs> She's a ham. I love it. We're in trouble with her. That's so so awesome. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming. So on. much. Guys, it was such a good time. Thanks for having us. So fun. Sorry for looking like a garden gnome again. <laughs> it's derelict. Don't you remember? Stacy came Stacey? in clothes from DI. I just oh, I wear yeah, derelict fashion. <laughs> I derelict. oh yeah. Just to clarify, I came in. I was late because I went to shower at like a place I used to live, and I just remembered I don't have any clothes, but I found DI clothes. I, I look like I've been through some stuff. You look great. <laughs> His look belt like, is a necktie. You're so working it. You'll see it in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, All right. right thanks. Whatever. Thanks for having us. Thanks, you guys. <laughs>